You're listening to the Annoyed Crap Boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons Podcast. You took a 20-carat diamond and made it gleam like a big spaghetti dinner smothered in whipped cream. You're like X-Men number three in a Mylar bag. You're a brand new muscle car and all the wheels are mag. You make me feel as young as the blood I get from sheep. You're like Jacqueline Bissett in me favorite film. The Deep. You're sexy and exotic like a hooker from Belize. Or a patient with insurance who's crawling with disease. You're a Sunday underneath two grapefruit cherries. Keep in mind they're only temporary. Still, we'd like to say that we are very, very glad to see you. And I decree you. The hottest thing to hit this city since the fire that killed Eleven. <gasps> Dangerous criminals. <gasps> and they're all mine. I'm half an annoyed grunt boy, Craig, and with me, as always, is... Your other half annoyed grunt boy, Steve. Steve, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. It was a busy weekend at work. That's good. I had the complete opposite since I didn't work this weekend. Sure. It is in America, Labor Day, where everyone has the day off. Yep. Well, not everyone, but we're here slaving over the hot mic for you, listeners. You're welcome. Recording this podcast. And we're not even pregnant. No. Why would... Oh. Labor no, Steve, Day. it's not about... Oh. Yeah, it's about, uh, about jobs, I guess. Oh. Hey, you did a great job all this year, and this so, summer, so get Have take, a barbecue. Have a Monday off, and but be back in tomorrow. And even, don't you dare wear white. Will not wear white. I don't know where that came from. I don't know. I think I looked it up once, and then you just you read about it, and like, eh, okay, and then you forget it. Sure, the information um, is stupid. If it sounds a little different, it is a little different. We're not recording via the internet wires that we do from our separate states. No series of tubes to us today. Yeah, I mean, we had Labor Day off, so I said I will take. My airplane and fly down to Steve's office. How was the uh, flight? It was it was fine. It was on the ground most of the time because I huh. used a car. And how was my receptionist? Actually, you were bad because I couldn't let you in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I knocked, and then I had to send a text, and finally you let me in. Uh, but it is a nice day, recording the afternoon. I'll still have time this evening to barbecue. Nice. So you've been busy all this week. Yep. I have been the opposite of busy. Three-day weekend. Uh, the missus is out of town. She's on tour, actually, with oh, her, her band. Exciting. So they're in California. She comes back later tonight. And I watched uh, The Dark Phoenix, the latest X-Men oh, film, which is just considered supposed to be considered bad i feel like nobody saw that like i feel like it was just forgotten about i was gonna see it the opening week and then i think the next week rolled over and i couldn't find a theater that was playing it and so i th- i think really disney was pushing to finish these x-men movies mm-hmm. and let's forget about this under the rug swept i mean jennifer lawrence doesn't want to be part of this anymore and everyone just we're done yeah uh, it's kind of a sad way to end this franchise that's been like 20 years old Right. So I watched the movie, and I'm not a huge X-Men like purist, or I don't know much about the X-Men. Sure. I, what I know is like the, the cartoon from the 90s. I watched Which that. excellent. Excellent, yeah. And and then the movies, and I read some of the comics here and there, because I was always a DC guy anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these movies are fine. Yeah, I can see where people be pissed about them. And then it got to me thinking, like, what am I going to do this weekend? I'm going to sit back and watch every single X-Men movie back. Wow. And so I've just been marathoning by myself. So you started with, like... X-Men. One, yeah. The first one from... I went in chronological order when they, they were released. 
So I started Saturday. Mm-hmm. No, I started Friday night after I finished Dark Phoenix, and I was a little drunk. I was like, "I'm doing this. I'm going <laughs> back in time. I'm gonna start over to see if I could have like some emotional resonance with these films." Yeah, because there's about like four or five good X Men movies, and then the rest are considered crap. There's so many that I've lost track of them. Now it's easier than doing a Marvel run because there's, yeah, like, there's... 23 Marvel mm-hmm. movies. And within 10 years, and there's eight yeah. X-Men movies within so 20. So you're aware of comic books more than I am, and I know that you're a DC guy, but do the X-Men kind of interact with, like, the Avengers? Yeah, no, definitely. They'll have, I mean, there was a, they'll have, they had a big A versus X deal a couple years ago in the books with mm-hmm. Avengers versus X-Men. And, and then, you know, Wolverine's been in Avengers, okay. you know, and they, they cross paths. Okay. And that was the big thing with the Marvel purchasing the Fox stuff is, okay, now we can have a Wolverine with a Captain America, or mm-hmm. whoever's going to be Captain America. Yeah. And whoever's going to be Wolverine, too. Right. And so anyways, I went back, so I did X-Men, like on Saturday, I did X-Men 1, 2, and 3, then then you go through X-Men Wolverine Origins, which is a bad one. Yeah. Uh, X-Men 3 is considered bad, and then what's after that? I mean, including the Deadpool movies, too, because they're kind of considered. Yeah, totally. Least, I mean, they, they are part of this Fox universe. So just anyways, I finished up, right before coming here, I finished up Logan. Which has a uh, birthday boy and Steve Merchant's in it. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. We haven't got to the celebrity birthdays yeah, for this but we'll episode get there. yet, but I forgot he was in it. And, uh, did you ever see Logan? I did not. That I think I give that one like probably my favorite. I do yeah. enjoy the Deadpool movies, but as like a story goes, I think Logan is that was one I was like looking forward to. Like there was only like two I was really looking forward to rewatching. That was mm-hmm. Days of Future Past and Logan. Yeah. <laughs> and so Days of Future Past and Logan were my back to back. Watched it last night this morning, so now I only have two more to go, and that's Deadpool. Two, Deadpool 2 and then Dark Phoenix and have you seen Deadpool 2? I have seen Deadpool 2 both cuts the oh, one with Fred okay. Savage and the Rhaegar one uh-huh. I guess there is another extended cut with probably more square words I don't know uh, but yeah that's my plan and I've done this marathon I, I literally felt like I was running a marathon I'm like okay, I gotta Oof. get through this you gotta sit there watching Watch this TV movie and, you know some of the movies I were just, what was the hand motion? it was you know with my phone oh okay uh, but yeah, that's that's what I've been up to this week. So really, nothing. Okay. So there was a uh, art fair in the park blocks behind my store. And so imagine hundreds of booths of people in their 50s making art and selling it. What did you buy? I bought nothing. <laughs> Although I kind of wanted to buy a gun and swallow it. Why um, don't you just put a bolt in there and pull the trigger and start swallowing it? I mean, yeah, you'll choke to death on the gun. Yeah. I guess choking... No, that'd be worse than getting a bullet head. Steve, just do it. <laughs> Okay, yeah. well, let's uh, maybe not bring up the suicide joke that I just brought up. It was just, uh, it, was, it wasn't bad, it was just really busy. One of our busiest days in the store's history. At least you made some good tips. I did. Oh, all right. You know, every time I see, like, a fair, like, market, like a Saturday-type market, but that's not, like, a big one, or just, like, community-wise, it's always the same stuff. Mm-hmm. There's always a person selling the jerkies. Yep. Selling the salsas. Yeah. Uh, Local be- honey is a big honey, one. Honey. Beads. Oh, beads. What else is, uh, all the wood stuff, like, yeah. like, wind chimes or signage. There was a guy who came into our store to use our bathroom, and he had a full, like, a full-size wooden bust of a horse head, but, it, like, it was, like, actual size of a oh, horse wow. head. And he's, like, hauling around it. looked really heavy. And he just needed to pee. And, like, I don't know if he took it in the bathroom with him. Because that'd be weird to, like, <laughs> you're, you're, like, peeing. And, like, there's, like, a horse staring like, at you. <laughs> you know, he probably bought it to to do the Godfather prank on friends. Like, yeah. hey, I'm going to put this horse head. Like, I don't know why it has to be wooden. But throw yeah. <laughs> some ketchup down. <laughs> ah, the horse head prank. Sims has done that many times. Indeed. All right. All right. So let's just get on with this. I love the high energy of uh, doing these live shows. You think. <laughs> I just, I just, this is in the morning, afternoon. I don't have any booze in me. That's true. Any liquid ramblings is not 
sober ramblings. Yeah. Now let's just get on with this episode. Alrighty. This episode aired November 24th, 2002. Two. So let's look back on the history of November 24th and all the fun hijinks that history had for us. Go win back. In time. Uh, in 1859, Charles Darwin, a British naturalist, of course, mm-hmm. published On the Origin of the Species, and everyone accepted it. Yeah, no problem. No controversy, and we're a, a much better society that, you know, he published it, and there we go. Yep. Uh, in 1871, the National Rifle Association was incorporated in the U.S., and then shut down. Yeah, I've never heard of them. I don't think they pay any lobbyists, or... No, there's definitely yeah. not part of a big epidemic that's happening. Oh, no, a listener probably thinks they're listening to a Parallel Universe podcast. No. no, we're in the right universe. We're in Prime Universe, not your... Are we in the right universe? Is this even a universe? What's the universe? That's, That's a good universe. universe. <laughs> All right. Um, how about this one? How about uh, the Hollywood Ten were cited for contempt of Congress for refusing to answer questions about alleged communist influence in the industry. This was, of course, 1947, mm-hmm. the Red Scare. Uh, Steve, have you now or ever been affiliated with the, the Communist Party? I never get invited to parties. <laughs> uh, Dallas Knight, club owner... That's what he's known for. <laughs> Jack Ruby was shot and killed by shot and killed <laughs> shot and killed Lee Harvey Oswald live on national television. Was there an announcer? I know this is a trip, but I just imagine here I am at this Dallas nightclub live with Jack Ruby here to shoot Harvey Oswald. Jack, it's an honor to be here. You know, JFK I've often considered to be one of the most open-minded presidents. A couple years later, Steve, in 1969, the Apollo 12 landed safely in the Pacific Ocean, bringing an end to the second manned mission to the moon. And luckily, we were all humans and they didn't land on this planet and we weren't all damn dirty apes. That's right. In 1971, hijacker Dan Cooper, known as D.B. Cooper, parachuted from the Northwest Airlines 727 over Washington State with $200,000 in ransom. I wonder what ever happened to him. I don't know. I mean, he did land in Washington State. You don't know. That's that could be very right. possible. Maybe my grandfather. Yeah. He could still be alive and a guest on this podcast. DB, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. Tweet us at 137. Yeah. And, you know, you've got some money. You can uh, support us on the Patreon. Ooh, we'll get $200,000. We can turn them in. Oh, I should edit that out. <laughs> 1998, AOL announced a deal for the purchase of Netscape for $4.21 billion. Wow. I sure hope that a $4.21 billion... They kept that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to eat it. Yeah. Oh, Netscape. Oh, AOL. Oh, AOL. Let's talk about some births. Uh, did you know that uh, actor Dwight Schultz from uh, TV's A-Team was born in 1947? Well, I didn't know it until now. Wow. Also, he was a Barkley on Start to the Next Generation. That's right. Well, you're giving me some, some life. I'm going to give you some death. Oh, boy. Well, you already gave away my Oswald death. All right. But I'll tell you, though, that uh, speaking of fun guys, in (laughs) in 1989, Ted Bundy was put to sleep. Electrocuted, not put to sleep. So, uh, heartthrob Ted Bundy. Well, speaking of heartthrobs and movies that you've seen recently, Deadpool star Stephen Merchant was born in 1974. Uh, Logan. He was in Logan. Or Logan, yes. Not Deadpool. But I could see him being in a Deadpool movie. Did you know that uh, Freddie Mercury died? Yeah, he succumbed to his disease known as AIDS in 1991. I'd say his disease. There's been other people that died from it. Yes, he doesn't have... He's not like Lou Gehrig's being so selfish. Right, right. (laughs) Um, Don't forget there was a great Freddie Mercury movie that came out this last year called Rocket Man. Yeah. Well, speaking of scarves and handkerchiefs, 
uh, which we weren't, but I was thinking about music, and Aerosmith is a band, and they have handkerchiefs on their microphones, and there is a person who makes handkerchiefs called Hanks Kerchiefs. That's Colin Hanks, and he was born on November 24th in 1977. I'm assuming all these people were born on November 24th. Yeah. Okay, well, how about this for a death? In 2005, Mr. Miyagi himself, Pat Morita, <sighs> and the original Arnolds from Happy Days, dead. Such a loss. Found with half a kilo of cocaine and three dead hookers in his bed. Alleged. By me. Okay. It well, sounds a way to go, though, right? Yeah, I mean, Catherine Heigl was born in 1978. So Catherine Heigl died? Okay, what year? Uh, she was born <laughs> in 78. All right, well, good for her. Her career ended around 2003. That's true. How about another fun death? <laughs> but uh, Florence Henderson. Ah, uh, TV's, TV's mom. Yeah. 2016 was pretty recent. She died. She dead. Um, and speaking of Western oil, um, Sarah Hyland was born in 1990. All right, well, I got no good death for you. We'll leave it with a happy Sarah Hyland yep. life. Go for it, Sarah. Steve, do you want to know what the America, the America was watching? What was America? The number one movie for November 24th was... <laughs> Die Another Day. Which is uh, the worst Brosnan and probably worst Bond movie I've wow. as being a big Bond fan. Worse Some, than Moonraker. Uh, Moonraker's awesome. I okay. love Roger Moore movies. But Die Another Day, worst Bond movie. CGI James Bond stunt does not belong in a James Bond. That's fair. All right, Steve. And uh, You want to hear about the number one song at the time? What were we listening to November 24th? Well, it was uh, from a soundtrack of a movie also popular at the time. It was Lose Yourself by Eminem. kind of a big Eminem fan this yeah. time so love that song um, I, every time I hear it you want to eat mom's spaghetti that's right that's not a euphemism <laughs> or is it Steve review, spicy meatball. review this song right now review it yeah review it because we're you know we're playing it oh yeah it's uh, really good I like the beat he's singing lyrics which are profanity but and, good and he's rapping which is yeah and he's white so yep I think he's from Michigan right which probably plays a part in this song yeah uh, Brittany Murphy was in that movie uh, what happened to her I don't know she was great on King of the Hill okay well let's uh, find out what we're watching this week alrighty today we are watching and, large and what day did it air <laughs> I think it was November 24th how is that a coincidence weird <laughs> we're talking about November 24th we like to talk about November 24th oh, this right. one aired on November 24th 2002 the fourth episode of the 14th season. So Marge mistakenly receives breast implants to her dismay and Homer's delight. She embarks on a new career as a trade show model. Meanwhile, a stunt by Bart results in a big public image problem for Krusty. What'll so, happen? I think it was, Craig, what'll happen? I think they'll die. <laughs> oh god. I think they're gonna die in a plane crash. Wow. With a $200,000 ransom. Oh. I don't know why they're dead with a ransom. Anyways, uh, let's take a break. Let's find out what all this malarkey is about. I've been chewed up and spit out and moved off stage, but I kept rhyming and step right in the next cipher. Best believe somebody's paying the pod piper. All the pain inside amplified by the respect that I And we're back. Today we're talking about Large Marge. The fourth episode of the 14th season originally aired on November 24th, 2002. It is number 295 in the show's run. Your nerd code is DABF18. 
It was written by Ian Maxtone Graham, directed by Jim Rudin, and the showrunner was probably Al Jean, but uh, I didn't look very hard, but I couldn't find it on the wiki that we normally use. Steve, I also looked and uh, couldn't find it. We could have looked at the next episode, the previous episode. Or maybe even paid attention to the credits on the screen. <laughs> do they actually in the end credits say showrunner? Actually, I don't think so. I don't think they do. I think that's like an inside term when we, us TV yeah. people know. Showrunner. <laughs> uh, we've had episodes with Ian Maxtone gram before oh yeah so we need to go into that yeah but our couch gag is homer drawing the family on a sketch etch which is not an etch a sketch for legal reasons steve did you have a etch a sketch i'm sure i did yeah but i don't remember drawing anything of note with it i just remember making right angles yeah i played my own version of snake oh fun yeah where i was the snake and there was no dot so uh, i won that's a better way to live yeah i think i probably wrote my name a couple times and that's about it or make a house yeah i can see Craig written out. Yeah, that would work really well. Yeah. You have a lot of right angles in your name. Steve is hard. Yeah, exactly. So, tell us if you... No, I'm saying Steve is hard. Oh, Jesus Christ. Steve, we're in the same room together. Don't say that. <laughs> so, our episode opens with uh, black and white footage of the History Channel as voters in 1948 pick their new president. As the clip continues, we see the father of the Simpsons, Homer, is rooting for Dewey. We learn that Harry Truman won, which means that Lisa gets to pick the father-daughter activity for the day. Steve, did they do a uh, Dewey joke on the Simpsons before? Am I thinking another TV show? I feel like they probably did. Huh. Fans let us know. Yeah. We're not doing our job well. <laughs> uh, so Lisa chooses to build homes for the homeless. Uh, during this, I noticed that there are a couple of weird hand gestures that Homer does. Well, basically it's the same hand gesture. His hands do this weird thing, and I'll show you right here. Listeners, you can't see it, but I'll give you the timestamp of it, so if you're watching along, you can uh, check it out. But right, not there, but... We're at the 36 second mark, and... and... Nope, still looking. Still looking. There it is. Oh, at... 43 seconds? Yeah, 43 seconds. And he does it again afterwards. It's just, I've never seen this hand move like that. There's actually some weird... Besides that, I feel like there's a scene coming up in the middle of the episode where Lenny has his arm in a weird way. Well, we'll get to that when we get there. Yeah, totally. But anyways, at the domiciles for the destitute, we see that Jimmy Carter, along with the, at the time, living former presidents, building homes as a result of a great homage to the Three Stooges. Domiciles for the destitute? Is this that thing that Jimmy Carter does? Yes, but now that it's hip... All the ex-presidents are doing it. There's Clinton, Bush Sr., and the nice guy who finished last, Jimmy himself. (laughs) Why you? I'm sorry, George. I didn't see you there. No hard feelings. I'll slaughter you, you lame brain. What are you laughing at, Clinton? Oh. Uh, there we had Bush as Mo, their leader, Carter as Larry, and Clinton as Curly. I, I particularly enjoyed that scene. I'm not a Three Stooges fan, but I get the references and yeah. the jokes. And it was fun. Yeah, I, I like their uh, the way that they made them look like it. Right, right. It was pretty good. After that, we then get a little fun and probably a problematic visual gag of Homer being inspired by Bart's graffiti tech, El Barto, to make his own. El Homer. El Homo, rather. Uh, yeah. Which is... Hmm. At the time when you saw this live, did you laugh? I probably did. I'll admit it. I know I did, because I remember seeing that and just busting up laughing. Yeah. Now, now in our political climate, is it okay to laugh at that? I... Probably not. I think it's the fact that he's so scared when it right. happens. But that's what that's where the problem this was. Yeah, this was in the, the time, too, where uh, gay fear was mm-hmm. like a big comic element. Like, yeah. Watch Friends. As I was just going to say, yeah. 
that's pretty much all it is. Exactly. So now you don't really have the gay fear joke anymore, which yeah. is not a joke. But at the time, um, make uh, fun uh, of homosexuals. Yeah. Imagine being like a gay writer in the 90s or the early 2000s, and you had to like go along with that. Like in the writer's room, be like, oh yeah, that's funny. Be afraid of me. So Homer gets uh, paint on his wedding ring and Lisa points it out. Uh, so he attempts to cover up the paint. This leads to a very funny line. This is a band-aid wrapped in tinfoil. My real ring's inside a turtle. And I love that in that clip that his real ring is inside a turtle. It's such interesting phrasing because it's not a turtle eat my ring or I fed a ring, a ring to a turtle. It's inside of it. How did it get inside of it? I think that's just clever Simpsons writing. I yeah. give that joke a solid B+. Plus. Yeah, it's a... It's better than average. Yeah, it's okay. It is, but yeah, inside the turtle. That, might, that could be one of my favorite quotes. Hmm, interesting. Let's jot that down. Okay. So suddenly, Cookie Kwan and Lindsay Nagel pull up and uh, to volunteer uh, the event looking for a successful bachelors. Uh, the ladies especially love Homer and see that uh, there's a, a tan line. Where his wedding ring should be. Ooh. We then cut to Marge, the matriarch of the Simpsons family, driving in the car with her daughter, Maggie. They're listening to uh, Radio Disney, or as we'll soon call it, just radio. <laughs> uh, we then get our second appearance from the Baja Men in as many weeks. You're listening to Radio Disney. The songs you love, rewritten for babies. Pull up the milk out. Yuck, 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 yuck. Yeah, let the milk out. Yuck, 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 yuck. That's good satire. It doesn't hurt anyone. What do you think, man? Yuck, 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 yuck. Kind of weird how the Wheel of Random, we watched an episode last week with mm-hmm. Baja Man, and this week, Baja Man. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the Wheel of Random is like out to get us. Out to get us. Yeah, and I think when I listened to the commentary for this episode, they had mentioned they'd used the Baja Men before. Huh. Because they filmed these commentaries only a few years ago. Right. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So, Marge drives past Homer, who appears to be flexing for the single ladies. Marge assumes that her husband is flirting and dries off with her feelings hurt. It turns out that Homer was explaining the labor process Marge experienced giving birth to Bart. We then see George Bush attempting to saw the head off Bill Clinton. Back in the Simpsons' bedroom, Marge explains expresses her insecurity to Homer. Sometimes I worry you might think about other women. Hey, why would I want Purina when I got Fancy Feast right here? That doesn't sound very convincing. Oh, it sounds like all you're looking for is a little reassurance. Well... The camera then pans down to the inside of the walls where dinosaur eggs are hatching, and then to the living room where Bart and Milhouse are having a sleepover. They have a lot of sleepovers. While watching TV, they uh, come upon the classic Batman show featuring Adam West and Burt Ward. They have been fallen prey by the painted Pagliacci of perfidy clown face, as played by Krusty the Clown. It was uh, fun seeing the 66 Batman and getting Burt Ward and Adam West to reprise their roles. Mm-hmm. I listened to the commentary. They did not record the lines together. Oh. Unfortunately, they recorded it separately. Do they not get along, or...? I think they did in the end. They did, they mentioned something in the commentary that Burt Ward had written an autobiography, and to the lines of, there was something that Adam didn't like in it, and just the way he said it was just very Batman-esque. I mm-hmm. wish I would have wrote that line down, but you have to listen to the commentary. Producer Milo will not <laughs> shut the hell up. But that was, you know, definitely the one of the better Batman parodies, I think. I don't know, everything worked out like... it. That could have been an actual thing from the actual Batman show. Exactly. And also, I was uh, doing some research, and so in there is an episode where I think the 
person who played the Riddler in the original 66 Batman. Frank Gorshin. Frank Gorshin was having, he was trying to get more money, so he like went on strike. And so they invented a character called the Puzzler to take his spot. And so it was like this random character that no one had ever seen before. So it's like, kind of like that could be what Clownface is for the Joker. Yeah, so Cesar Romero has decided, no, I'm uh, I'm not doing this. Well, there was in, in, I think, the third season, Frank Gorshin couldn't or didn't come back as Riddler for like a couple episodes. So they got, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Sean Astin's dad. Yeah. Uh, John Astin. <laughs> there it is. So John Astin played. Yeah, I can't believe he's to me that because he's like always been like old to me. Yeah, he was in the Adams family. Then he seemed like an old man there. Right, and then he you know was on uh, Night Court. Mm-hmm. And then dude's still kicking. I think he's like teaching. Wow. Yeah, I heard him on a, on a Gilbert Scott Gilbert Godfrey's podcast. This was like a year or two ago. But yeah, it seems to still be still working. Huh. Good on you, Mr. Astin. Yeah. Good on ya. Uh, so back to the show. Oh, there was something with the funny visual gags that the Simpsons tend to do is when they were panning down. Oh, yes. With the dinosaurs hatching. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan of that. Also, when Melhouse right here oh. is saying... <laughs> I'm finally ready to tell you why I was crying. Yeah. And Bart just changes the subject. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's a great scene. Yeah. Um, so Krusty has tied the dynamic duo to a carousel, and he directs his henchmen, who, ha, and he... To send the superheroes spinning, inspiring the boys. Oh, cool, we should try that at school. Hey, yeah, you can try it on me. Batman got out of it okay. Faith and Bagura, Batman. How did you ever escape? Fortunately, I always carry my carousel reversal spray. Uh, what don't you have in that belt? Patience for harlequin hoodlums like yourself. Truer words were never spoken, Crusader. Anyway, so yeah, then our next scene starts with Marge and Manjula walking their children in the park. Marge brings up Apu's infidelity with Manjula and shows concern that Homer may do the same and wondering why a husband would cheat. Marge is then pinched in the stomach very violently, by the way, by Manjula, who feels that Marge's excess flab is the reason for Homer' non-existent wandering eye. And- that scene is weird, one, because they're crappy friends to each other. Like, hey, remember when your wife fucked <laughs> yeah. that other dude? Yeah. Or fucked that other woman? Yeah, right. And oh, look at you, you're fat. <laughs> Just bring it up. I think that maybe that's why Manjula is saying, you know, Marge, you're, fuck you, you're fat. Yeah, the way she grabs the I chub, know. too. It was like uh, grabbing a giant dough ball. Or... Mm-hmm. And, you know, Marge is pretty, pretty fit. Pretty trim, yeah. Unless it's the reversal, you know how, like, the dudes have the bellies, and then it doesn't matter who it is, and then they take their shirts off, those would be ripped or flabby, like, mm-hmm. they're, like... Like Willie or uh, oh yeah, Flanders is uh, when the women take their clothes off. <laughs> They've got guts. Yeah. March decides to uh, think like Oprah and visit the stomach stable center for some liposuction, or as the plastic surgery center receptionist calls it, a ten minute suck and tuck. So we see some familiar faces. Yep, we, we got, got some Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers there. We got comic book guy. Who needs to fit into his uh, Superman suit for a funeral. And there's also uh, Diabetti, isn't there? And that guy. I don't know who that <laughs> is, but he's fun looking. It's probably, you know, um, one of the writers. Yeah. So is this a new plastic surgery character? Uh, yeah. Plastic surgeon? Could not find his name, but uh, he was also in the episode, I think it's called Pygmalion, where Moe... Gets plastic surgery and becomes a soap star. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is probably around this time, but maybe not. I think it actually predates this episode. I remember that one, yeah. I wasn't a fan. Yeah. We're probably going to watch it eventually. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so, six hours later, Mayor Quimby is complaining to the doctor that his assistant is as flat as ever. It turns out that Marge has a surprise of her own. Accidentally giving me breast implants is not a simple misunderstanding. My surgery was botched. Botched? 
What is that? The word of the day? You had no right to make my bosom this ample. Look, just come back in 48 hours. I can remove the implants. Well, I'll come back all right. And I'll bring my husband to do a little malpractice on you. Yes, your husband. I'm sure he's going to be furious. So Marge, clearly angry, and wants her breast implants removed. Unfortunately, she'll have to keep them for 48 hours. Starring Danny Clough. Uh, meanwhile... Was that the plot of that movie? I never saw it. What's that? That was the plot of the movie? Yeah, I think so. I never saw it. Yep. Nick, Nick Nolte gets breast implants. Yep, and uh, is that Danny Glover? No, wait. I get uh, I get that, and... Lethal Weapon's confused. Yeah, so not Danny Glover. You're right. Nick... Oh, it's... No, it's, it's Eddie Murphy. That's right. Meanwhile, at Springfield Elementary, Bart has tied Milhouse to the merry-go-round and connected the playground equipment to the school bus. After Milhouse loses his change purse, the merry-go-round goes flying, knocking over an American flag, while some visiting war vets tore the school. Milhouse eventually ends up vomiting on the flag, and the boys blame Krusty for their mischief. I am a fan of Milhouse having a change purse. Yeah. Did you ever have a change purse? I don't think I did. It just reminds me of going to Seaside, and they'd always sell them, and they're just so weird vagina-shaped. Yeah, like lips. Yeah. I guess they just look like lips, but... (laughs) (laughs) You you had to go dirty. I understand. You see what you see. We're on brand with with this podcast. (laughs) It was a nice little, like, them raising the flag to Iwo Jima. I'm always a fan of these Skinner Charmers, where it's like, well, we have all of these, you know, the the convenience of... I brought together, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, something bad's going to happen. It's a classic Simpsons joke. Yep. There it is. Millhouse throwing up on our flag. Disgrace. He would be the type to take a knee. Oh, we're not a political podcast. (laughs) Back at home, Marge is trying to adjust her newfound enhancements and hide her implants from her family. And on the news here, we got a mob has been formed protesting Krusty uh, during bedtime, and Homer makes a discovery on his own. Mm. What's this? It's enormous! Oh my god, there's another one! Homer, let me explain something. Explain later. Homie! <laughs> ooh, ooh, homie! Hey, what happened? I fell off. (laughs) (laughs) Now don't get too used to these. That awful doctor said he'd take them out in a couple of days. Yeah, he truly is a monster. Hey, let's go out to dinner tomorrow. Just you, me, the kids, and the twins. Uh, Homer wants to take his wife and her tits out to dinner. And the family takes notice. Mom, what happened? Your endowment's bigger than Harvard's. Well, that cinches it. Lisa gets the prize for the best off-the-cuff response. Actually, I saw them earlier, and I was working on it in the hall. At Luigi's, Marge's guns give the family the star treatment. Um, getting a great table, fresh pasta, and an offer to have his food chewed by Angelo, who's a very, very creepy character. I like it to chew. Yes, I like it to chew. Homer and the restaurant sing about Marge's memories, which garners the attention of Kiki Highsmith of Highsmith Modeling. Honey, I like your look. Forget it, Kiki. You're not putting your brain into her body. That's not why I'm here. I can offer your wife a lot of modeling work. Trade shows to start, then who knows? No dice. Take your fun and adventure outside. Wait, Homer. Wait for what? Confirmation of my attitude? Homie, I could use a little more excitement in my life. (gasps) Maybe I'll just keep these. 
That's great, Mom. But don't forget, I got crusty in hot water. Now I've got to help him out. Dun, dun, dun. Shut up, boy. Oh, I don't get a song. Mom got a song. With the economy the way it is, you're lucky you get soup. Oh. So this is a this was a fun song, eh? Was this uh, song a reference parody of another song, or I don't think so. I think it's just one of those classics. No, in fact, when I was watching the commentary, uh, Alf Clausen wrote the music. Oh, very cool. Everything. So it's one of those. It's probably in the key of Springfield CD. Yeah. And then you know the, the fun joke afterwards where Bart tries to sing a song. Mm-hmm. I like that scene in the restaurant too. With you notice the lobsters. Oh yeah. <laughs> Staring at Marge's breasts. Fluffers <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> probably don't even know what breasts are. I know, and and they're already cooked too. Look at them; they're all red. Yeah, I stole that joke from the audio commentary. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe they're just embarrassed because of the breasts, so <laughs> they're blushing. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I think they said that on audio commentary too. Oh. Anyway, um, so Marge's first job is at the Oven Mitt Convention, where she is one of the Oven Mitt Con's faces to watch. We see a glamorous Marge with her hair done up and a skin-tight red dress, showing off her mitts. Her star treatment continues at Moe's. Gentlemen, say hello to Springfield's newest supermodel. You're a lucky man, Homer. Yeah, this is the longest I've ever gone without looking at Letty. Don't make a fuss over me, boys. Just pour me a beer and a clean glass. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said no fuss. While Bart and Milhouse watch the Krusty the Clown show, they find that his programming has changed, trading his usual violent antics for a lesson in safety. Also, Mr. Teeny has been released into the wild. Bart figures that if he got Krusty into this mess, then he can get them out. So he visits the Friars Club. Hey, Krusty. How'd you get in here? The doorman died. Oh, no, he was my agent. Listen, I have a plan that will make the world fall in love with Krusty the Clown again. It's too late. I've given up. Look, Krusty, I know didn't get where he is by giving up. No, I got where I am by naming names in the 50s. Okay, what's your plan? It's simple. We just have to cause a riot at the Springfield Shoe Expo. I like, I like. At the Springfield Shoe Expo. Actually, I want to go back before that. So we've had prior, we had an apron con. Yeah. And then we have a mitt, oven mitt convention. Mitt Romney con. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like all the kitchen... Right. Coutremont conventions. Spatula Con, have they done that yet? Spat Con. Spat Con. 2016. At the uh, Springfield Shoe Expo, we see an excited Mo, Fat Tony's uh, cement shoes, Ned Flanders' shoes for Jesus, and Dedrick Tatum's footwear. You also get appearance from Bart's old pal, Stampy. Okay, here's the drill. A rogue elephant, played by my old friend Stampy, is about to crush sweet young Millhouse. Then you run up and save the day by saying Stampy's safety word, Magumbo. <laughs> Oh, he's as big as Brando, but he takes direction. Well, it's great to see Stampy yeah. again. As Marge speaks about the benefits of shoehorns, she is heckled by a horny man in the crowd. Hey, lady, I like the way your body looks. Stop objectifying my mom. I will in a second. Whoa, hey, baby, you're an object. <laughs> it's awful what he's saying, but stop objectifying my wife. Hey, lady, you're an object is hilarious to me. It's just a great line. I'm not laughing, Steve. It's it's not funny to object, objectify women. I'm not saying it is. It's, it's the <laughs> words that are funny, not their actions. Oh well, that sounds. <laughs> Have you seen this Dave Chappelle special? <laughs> I heard there's some controversy. Yeah, it's not it. worth. Uh, I'm not gonna. Is it us making like us making bad jokes? No, it's worse. Oh wow! Uh, does he write El Homo on a wall? He might as well have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bart notices the crowd and gets his old friend Stampy to come save the day. But Krusty can't remember Stampy's 
uh, safety word. Which is Magumbo. Magumbo. As Bart, Milhouse, and the Van Houten boy are about to be eaten by the elephant, the Springfield PD aim their guns at the beast. Knowing that a distraction is needed, Marge runs to the platform and exposes her breasts, which draws the attention of everyone, including Krusty, who shouts, Look at those Magumbos! Remembering Stampy's safety word. <laughs> What's funny in that scene, too, is he says Magumbos, and Stampy looks at him and doesn't do the thing. <laughs> yeah. But then Stampy almost like, say it again. Yeah. And he does it, then he spits them out. Which I always thought that was funny with Stampy, too, is like he knew he was waiting for that word. Mm hmm. And even when Krusty was trying to think of the word, like, doesn't like Stampy just like roll his eyes? Like, yeah. Stampy is a jerk. <laughs> Stampy is one of the greatest jerks on the show. He's yeah. more a jerk than Mo. Yeah. Uh, the elephant spits the children and Homer out. I like how Homer says, uh, it came out of the mouth, right? Because I already showered once today. Yeah. <laughs> I also love how when when Homer goes to rescue him, like, within seconds later, he's already in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Krusty's a hero, and Lisa learned a lesson? And you learned that a woman doesn't need a 48-inch chest to be beautiful. That's how I felt all along. Lisa learned a lesson. Lisa learned a lesson. Marge has her implants removed, and the couple share a sweet moment. Kids, I'd like to reintroduce you to Classic Marge. I finally feel like me again. You're not disappointed, are you? Not at all, sweetie. At least one of us should be able to put their arms around the other one. Anyway, you're the only man I want ogling me. Oh, we're going to do a little more than just ogling. Oh, homie. Let's go get fried chicken. And then we roll credits to the Baja men singing Who Let Her Jugs Out. Who let her jugs out, Craig, let's uh, talk a little bit more about the episode. You want me to. A little behind the scenes. So, there were some scenes involving Marge's enhanced breasts that were shown in, promo in promos and commercials, but not in the episode, possibly because of uh, censorship. So, Marge hides her breasts in the sink. Uh, Marge uses pans to cover up her breasts when Bart comes in. Marge tries to cover her breasts with tennis rackets. Uh, Marge frantically points to her face as Bart stares at her cleavage. <laughs> Just focus on mommy's face, Bart says. I'm trying, mom. <laughs> Weird and gross. So, I mean, I think she had already been in Playboy at this point. Oh, you mean in IRL? Yeah. As the kids say? I tried to do some research about <laughs> when she was in Playboy. Type in Marge Simpson Playboy. Yeah, they're pretty tasteful photos, I think. I don't think they're photos, Steve. I think they're drawn. Uh, Playboy is a photographic magazine. <laughs> it's not a comic book, Craig. Did Groening draw them? I'm sure he has before. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Good feet. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm looking at them right, right here, right now. Oh, there is, there is one. Is this an actual one? I can kind of see some nipple. Oh yeah, I think I feel like that might be doctored though. Oh no, actually, it's kind of weird. They show drawings of Marge as a kid. Is that, <laughs> that they, do they do that in Playboy? Do they show <laughs> that would that's be really, really messed up. I don't know when the last time I looked at a Playboy magazine, Steve. I, I don't know the last time I looked at a magazine. Oh, no, Cosmo, when I read the Cosmo. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, some interesting pictures out there on the internet. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. Yeah. I remember that was a thing, and I remember it was like, I think we were like, we should get it. Yeah. 
But also, like, why is it? Why, right? Yeah. I think that is. Look, look at the centerfold. To oh, yeah. That. yeah. I guess it is. That's... It does have Matt Groening's signature on the bottom. Wow. Okay. And uh, <laughs> anyone out there get that issue, let us know. Yeah. 13 Simpsons on Twitter. Send it to and us I'll... and we'll autograph it. <laughs> oh, it says from November. I'm looking at the cover. Okay. This is November of 2009. Yeah. Okay, so this was before. Yeah, so okay. she did not. Another thing that's weird about this episode is it was released on a DVD collection titled The Simpsons Kiss and Tell, The Story of Their Love. It also features Season 9, Natural Born Kissers, the one where they can't have sex and so they get off on doing it in public. I can understand how that's about yeah. the relationship. Yeah. Uh, season 14, Episode 3, Gays of the Condo. Yes, definitely. We reviewed right. that. And Season 15, The Way We Weren't. Which I'm guessing is a flashback episode. I'm assuming so. Obviously, you play on the other episode the way we were. Right. So this must have been. An, I I don't remember it. And so then this large market. Actually, I think I do remember. That it's one where they meet at camp when they were kids. Oh yeah, that's. Um, I remember one line from that episode, wasn't it? Lenny's like, "Have you guys heard of the internet? Oh, that was... it's the new lining that's." We'll get to that episode eventually, <laughs> in your, in and I don't remember friends. it fondly, but that is absolutely my favorite line from that, that episode. Does, yeah. So then, Large Marge was part of this DVD collection. Yeah, even though it really doesn't. I mean, I guess it has to do with Marge being jealous. Kind of. Yeah, but I don't see how this progresses their romantic relationship at all. No, it just shows that Homer is horny when she has large breasts. All men horny, large breasts. That's what I say when I'm at Popeye's, actually. (laughs) All men horny, large breasts. (laughs) Side biscuit, mashed potatoes, go, two. Um, <laughs> Strawberry panda. Uh, so, quotes. Oh, uh, my favorite I alluded to in the episode was, was Millhouse saying to Bart. Remember when I was crying at recess? I think I'm finally ready to tell you why. Let's see what's on TV. Uh, so my quote is, the runner-up is... My real ring's inside a turtle. Oh, I would put that up there too, yeah. But uh, my favorite quote is just... Whoa, hey baby, you're an object! <laughs> the way that the men are objectifying Marge is so funny to me. Hey lady, you're, you're an object is... I think about that all the time. So you think I'm not laughing? I just don't understand why you want to objectify women. I don't want to objectify women. They already are objects. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> See, sometimes I, I, say, I, I say things for comic effect that aren't true. And I like to be a jerk to you. Yep. It's a funny line, Steve. Yeah, let's get on with it. Jeez, are you just going to get that tattooed on yourself? Oh, tattoos? What a beautiful segue. <laughs> Craig, oh, what was your tattoo? I, I, thanks, I wrote it here this afternoon. <laughs> Hopefully I don't fall off a cliff. Ugh. Cliff Clavin. Are you just reversing now? Yeah. <laughs> you Robin Williams? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hey, what's this rope doing here in your closet? Oh, I'm going to hang around from it. Ah, he was a big fan of Kung Fu, evidently. I'm seeing where the joke's going here. I think the joke stops here, much like the buck. Uh, tattoos. Yes, the plane. So my favorite tattoo, I think, or my tattoo would be, uh, this is a little controversial, but it'd be Melhouse vomiting on the American flag. We're not a political podcast. Nope. That is a pretty funny one. <laughs> I wrote down a stampy tattoo. Ooh, nice. But there was a sign that... You get it on the back of your... (laughs) Above your butt? So it's a stampy tramp stamp? All right. Yeah. Um, But I would just do the stampy with Millhouse and Bart and... uh, Oh, nice. Yeah. In in the mouth. Thought that was a fun visual gag. Other than that, should we give our final thoughts? I think so. I guess we're going to have to rate them out of boobs. Yep. (laughs) Cup size. Yeah, I I guess that might be easier because... (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's the best for you? (laughs) Yeah. It depends on your preference on wrestling. It's true. Are you an A cup? I mean, A is I mean, I'm the probably best. a B cup myself. <laughs> oh, but. yeah. Definitely. I mean, A is obviously the best, but is A cup the best for press? I don't know. I, I don't think know. we better steer clear from this. Yeah, you're probably right. So let's do... Um, uh, <laughs> let's just do number of boobs. Yeah, okay. Out of 13. 13, yeah. 13 boobs. 
I have to say that the whole plot of this episode is uh, troubling for women, just because, like, oh, my husband doesn't love me anymore, so I'm gonna get plastic surgery so he likes me again, instead of, like, communicating with him. It's not a really good message to send to the nine-year-old boys who watch this show. It has all the makings of a classic Simpsons. Yeah, it's it's structurally there. Yeah, it's got the song and dance in there. You know, there's an A plot and there's a B plot. You know, the fun, like, let's save Krusty plots. It was all there at the time. I probably really enjoyed it a lot. It's not from 11 Beyond. I wouldn't put it in a top 10. No, I don't think I would either. Like we said, with objectifying women, which you seem to like doing for the time now, it's very dated. Yeah, I think that... You know, I don't want to forgive the episode, but I think that, you know, it just shows how the show and we as a society have grown in the, like, 17 years since this aired. And how, like, comedy has grown. Exactly. Right, exactly. Which, Which I think is good. Anyways, okay, so our ratings of boobs, 13, I'm going to give it uh, 6. Yeah, I, 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 I pretty much agree. I'm going to give it 6.5 boobs. Right. I don't know what a half boob looks like. <laughs> it's like the top half, bottom half. We're not talking about breasts. We're talking about like boobs, like people, like yeah. dim-witted boobs. Yeah, you boob. It's a great phrase to bring back, right? Mm-hmm. Look at that boob over there. <laughs> and that idiot next to him. Yeah. Don't be at a nude beach and say, look at that boob over there. Right. Or that boner over there. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> no, sir, you have an amazing asshole. I love it. Uh. All right, well, I'd say actually watch it because it's still kind of in that almost past that golden age, but yeah, it's like if I, you know, if, if it's if this was on right now, I'd probably stick around until a commercial came and then I would switch channels. Sure, that's how I would that makes sense. Yeah, I'd get to the funny presidential mo uh, three stooges thing, which yeah, I'm a fan of. The, I love the Adam West, Burt Ward, Batman, Robin stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of elements of a good episode. In this. And I did enjoy the ending with Stampy because it's mm-hmm. great to see Stampy again. <laughs> the fact that isn't Stampy was supposed to live on a wildlife a refuge, but now he's just used for promotion. Yeah. <laughs> so Stampy's had his really horrible life, no right. matter what. Probably would matter to sell to an ivory dealer, right? Yeah, because an ivory dealer already has a lot of ivory, so he wouldn't <laughs> want any more. Right. Exactly. All right. So that's a review for Large Marge. Steve, I think it was last week, was D23, the big Disney Expo mm-hmm. down in Anaheim. And now that The Simpsons... Now, obviously, The Simpsons doesn't make as much news as, like, the Star Wars or the Marvels. Right. But The Simpsons were there, and there was some chatter about the world with Disney and The Simpsons was going to happen. And they had mentioned, according to the bosses of The, the Simpsons... This is, again, found the website here from nme.com. Um, so yeah, they said that the, the animated series could get a limited uh, series. Speaking at Disney's D23 Expo in Anaheim over the past weekend, uh, executive producer Matt Selman revealed that there has been talks of playing with the show's format to potentially explore the lives of Springfield citizens outside the family. Hmm. And he quotes saying, I think Disney would be supportive of anything we want to do. Maybe a crazy limited series with a side character or a movie that we'd surprise you with. And um, they've been really creative and supportive. And this is going to afford so many new ways to do the show than just the traditional format, he said to Variety. And then also elsewhere, this is a little side note, Matt Green confirmed that Apu will continue to be featured on The Simpsons. And uh, which we talked about before. Yeah. Um, and then again... Keep a poo. I don't think we need to get rid of them. No. But, uh, so the exciting thing about a limited series or new movies and, and, and exploring with that is the big thing that D23 was pushing was the Disney Plus app. Right. And obviously that's where this, I'm assuming that's where the Simpsons expanded universe will happen. Exactly, yeah. That's where it'd be on. 
So for a limited series of like the Evergreen Terrace, see, we'll, we'll, we're going to propose like you know, instead of pitching in that episode, let's pitch a series. Right, exactly. Um, how would you go about if you wanted you were given the showrunner keys to make a limited like ten episode so, run? Yeah. So I know that there was I think a long time ago, like in the nineties, talk of. It might have been called Round Springfield, uh, which was going to be a show that explored other characters. And so if you're going to do a 10-episode arc, I would suggest maybe doing it kind of like 22 short films about Springfield, where each episode loosely connects to the next one. Maybe like a butterfly flying or like something happens where you, so you're... Right. So maybe... But we, make it an expanded tour right. too. So yeah, like... We get uh, an episode uh, at the Cookie Mart, right? And it's like an episode of Clerks, where people come in and you like have hijinks there, and then we follow maybe like Snake, Snake out, uh, yeah, and then we have an episode of Snake doing crime stuff. You could almost make it genre based too. Ooh, so yeah, that's do, a good idea. You could do like a CSI. I mean, I know they've done genre based episodes on The Simpsons, but for a whole series, that would be right. a really interesting concept. And that's what he was, uh, you know, Selman was kind of saying too, was do something that's not your traditional, you know, what The Simpsons. Have done they said like the lives of evergreen terrorists like that could be like yeah seem like what flanders or there's always the house that's next to the simpsons that used to be this old lady then with powers Ruth powers and some other people have moved in before mm-hmm. you can deal with that house you can also like do something like the, the ramifications of like homer's he does something to springfield and, like how it affects other people oh yeah power plant that'd be an interesting concept too like the first episode, Homer does something right awful, and it's the way that that awful thing... Or you have a new family move in, and Ooh. just being like, they're the straight characters, obviously, but mm-hmm. you see like how weird everyone else is in Springfield. Yep. Or you can just make it fun and make all ten episodes Skinner and Chalmers. Uh, right? <laughs> um, make it all steamed hams. Yeah. Uh, Bill Oakley, you got some work to do. <laughs> um, but... You were talking about earlier, or in the 90s, they, there was spinoff talk in, like, the early 90s, like, when they, after, like, four, three, three or four yeah. seasons, like, they wanted to do a live-action Troy McClure show with actually right. Phil Hartman. exactly. But we never got, we know, you know, the closest we ever got to a Simpsons spinoff was, uh, we never have. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't consider Futurama, just the, the art style. Right, that's, that's it, about it. And Disenchantment, but it's not, they, I mean, the Futurama, obviously, and Simpsons have met. Yeah. But acknowledge that they're in universe. But again, never really a Simpsons nope. spinoff. Also, Disenchantment coming back for season yeah, two. Right, I have to rewatch season one. Yeah, I've watched it twice, but I need to rewatch it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, so I like your idea of there's just so many possibilities. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, what, what do you guys think? What would you want to see in a limited? What would you pay if you're not a Star Wars fan? If you're not a Disney <laughs> fan? You're not a Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. What would you pay the six dollars to subscribe to the Disney Plus app for just Simpsons? Yeah, would you pay for it? And then what do you want to see in your limited series? Right. Give the writers ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I I like the idea of the new... My, my pitch is new family coming in and just seeing how wacky it is. And then, like, the last episode, he finally meets the Simpsons. They finally oh. meet the Simpsons family. <laughs> nice. So they can talk about them and, yeah. Right. So it'll be like... I don't know if they move in next door. Like, if you get an Evergreen Terrace, maybe they do move next door. Maybe the Simpsons are, like, on vacation. Or, like, oh. It is... Have a funny joke, like, we don't actually meet the Simpsons, like, there's a sign on the door that says, the Simpsons have gone to Uganda. Mm-hmm. Just making that and you can, like, even open it, so you're like, oh, it's gonna be an episode where the Simpsons go to Uganda. Yeah. And but then we don't see them at all. We don't see them at all. And then, like, how these, like, limited series, or these, they always have, the season finale has, like, teasers of, like, and talking specifically about Star Trek Discovery, mm-hmm. that the tease from season one, spoilers from two years ago, <laughs> that the last shot of Star Trek Discovery Season 1 was the Enterprise. Right. And so, here in the last episode of, of Our Simpsons, the, the Simpsons family shows yeah. up, and it just credits. Like, yeah. What, what are they going to do? Who? Because this family's already dealt with how 
you know, Flanders and how crazy they are and everyone else, but now Captain Wacky, orig- original name Captain yeah. Wacky, now Homer Simpson, introduces him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and mine is just kind of a uh, an extended version of 22 short films where each episode is the focus of, like, a scene or character. But it all builds up to, like, one final... Yeah. ...where you have to have everyone come together or something. Yeah, to, kind of like, yeah. yeah, do ex machina, yeah. as we learned last week. Right. And we remember what it means. Um... <laughs> It means it's a movie with a robot lady. Yep, a robot lady. All right, so let's find out what we're watching next week. All right, let's bust out that wheel of random. Season 15. Ooh, and let's bust out the episode wheel. Three. Episode three of the 15th season. Of The Simpsons. That is from November 16th, 2003, about a year after this episode. Wow. Uh, so, after a fundraiser goes bad, Martin resigns as student body president. Lisa is later elected new president, and Principal Skinner and the teachers make her sign forms that eliminate certain classes from school due to a low budget. I think this is the Evita episode. I think you are right, sir. All right. Well, can't wait to watch this episode and talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. Until then, again, tell us what you want to see at 13 Simpsons on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, contact us on all the socials at uh, 13 Simpsons on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can always email us at 13 Simpsons at gmail.com. For this week, I've been half an annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And I've been your other half an annoyed grunt boy, Steve. And until then, keep watching the skis. Booby, bye bye. <laughs>